With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OG's podcast right here on Rotogrinders.com, presented by our friends over at BetMGM. If you have not yet taken advantage, use promo code GRINDERS. That is a special offer. That's going to get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So make sure you check that out. We'll be using their lines here to go through each and every game here in Week 10 with some of our best bets for the week. Thoughts on every single game. Sides, totals, we cover it all here. Yes, we're going to cover Thursday Night Football. We're going to cover, I believe, the games in Germany this week. So we'll hit uh, every single game recap last week, have some fun along the way. Let me bring in my boys, my fellow OGs. All been doing this uh, forever, seemingly, guys. We're getting older and older here. But shot notorious in the house once again. Noto, let's start with you, buddy. Week nine in the books. Uh, one for the ages for Joe Mixon in DFS. Uh, betting wise, we, we were around 500 collectively. So if you followed the bets, you did all right. Maybe lost a dollar or two, but solid week. New week on deck here, week 10. Noto, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing good. Nothing great on my end. Uh, I think I've gone back and forth between winning and losing weeks every single week of the season in terms of bets, but I uh, had a little Joe Mixon. So ended up being a decent uh, DFS day, but overall, just a middling week for me. Let's bring in World Series champion, the man that brought the reverse jinx to the pod last week. It worked like a charm. Chop, congrats uh, to your Astros. How are we doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing doing a lot better right now than we were one week ago today. So, uh, yeah, I, re- I, I, jinxes, I reversed jinxes so hard. We, they went out there one week ago today and pitched a no-hitter. That's great. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm happy that's over with because – that's stressful. Baseball, stressful, man, when you're watching it. Knowing it, one Basketball, up and down. Team gets up by eight points in the second quarter in basketball. You know the other team's going to make a run run at it. It's, it's never over to the fourth quarter. The game doesn't even start to the fourth quarter in basketball. And baseball, it can be over with on one pitch. Like, it's done. Like, with three-run home runs. Oh, yeah, once deal. once Jordan hit that home run, it was like it felt like yeah. that's it, man. And it could they're, be they're the other way, you know. It could be the team you're rooting, you're rooting for getting it done to you. You know, it could be Kyle Schwarber three runner. Oh shit, it's over with. Like so stressful. So I'm glad it's over with that we can concentrate on some football now. But I'll say this much: good for good for uh, notorious the old Joe Mixon chalk smash and all. Good for the guys who are playing that kind of lineup. Man, but when you're a GPP guy and that's all you're kind of focused on and the chalk, the number one on quarterback goes for like 45 and the 20 percent on running back goes for 58. Impossible, impossible. And, this, and it happened last week or the week before last, too. So it's just been a rough, rough go at it, man, with the chalk smashing. So I need I need that. That needs to stop. Yeah, it was Pollard the week before that uh, was heavily owned. So, yeah, F- Fields and Mixon uh, gave you about uh, 120 between the two of them alone. So, 
tough in the straights uh, for the GPP bros. So uh, we'll see what happens if this chalk continues to hit. But we are going to look at every game from the betting side of things. If you're watching us on YouTube, first of all, hit that thumbs up button. Thank you for that. Uh, secondly, we'll be utilizing scoresandodds.com uh, right here on the screen. As you can see, going to show you the opening line. We can look at the lines at all the different books, the props, the same way. Just shop around, find the best line. Also, Parlay IQ, a game changer. Uh, be able to put parlays together to kind of show you what correlates well together. All three of us providing premium picks over there if you don't have time uh, to dig in. So get over there, check it out, get signed up uh, for uh, some of the premium product over there, scores and odds.com. All right, guys, let's get started with Thursday night football, a rematch. From probably the game of the week a couple weeks ago, Atlanta and Carolina uh, Falcons sitting at four and five, still very much in the mix uh, in that division here. Three point favorite, actually two and a half at BetMGM, opened up at one and a half total in this one, sitting at 42 and a half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. Again, this one was a barn burner, uh, and I don't think anybody saw it coming. Foreman, big game. DJ Moore, this was a game he caught the Hail Mary at the end, rips his helmet off. We talked about that. Uh, P.J. Walker had a big game. Kyle Pitts on the other side. So a lot of ways that you can go in this game. Do we see a similar game? Or is this going to revert back to what we thought it would be the first time? Chop Thursday Night Football. Let's get this thing opened up. What do you got? Falcons, Panthers. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a competitive game. And uh, Panthers being back at home probably helps. I think it's we're done with the P.J. Walker experiment. I think they're going back to Baker Mayfield, if I had to guess, but I'm not sure on that. P.J. starting, apparently. Is he? That, that's the okay. word. So well, may, got, may get yanked again like, like last yeah, week. Yeah, we'll he got benched last week. Uh, so we'll see how it plays. I mean, ah, plus three at home. It was a really tight game in Atlanta. I hate to go against your Falcons because they've been a cash cow for you all year long. But, yeah, man, I'm going to have to go ahead and lay down the Panthers as the best bet. Give me the full field goal, right? If I get in a full field goal here, I can take – because I just don't think it's more than a field goal game either either direction. So, I guess I'm going I'm going Panthers here as the best bet. Now, the, the official official – Oh, no, don't give it. Don't tell me. Two, two and a half. So, just, I okay, just want to put it out there. I can't do it. I can't do best bet. Then I'll lean towards Panthers, but I need that full field goal. Can't believe you're going against my Falcons here. I, I don't. I, this one I don't have a strong lean on. You know, it's easy to say the over because they, they went that route last time. But no, no, I worry that th these teams are going to revert back to to kind of what we've seen. Ugly Atlanta wanting to run the ball a ton. Cordero Patterson back. So I don't have a strong take on this one being a Thursday night game specifically. So Atlanta be good to me. I'm going to leave this one alone. I'm, I'm going to pass on this game. Small lean to the over, but very, very slight lean there. So, Noto, any thoughts here? Falcons, Panthers, what are you doing Thursday Night Football? Yeah, I actually like the under quite a bit in this one. Uh, you mentioned Falcons want to run the ball. You can definitely run it against the Panthers. Um, bottom 10, rush defense, DVOA. And uh, Panthers, after getting smoked by the Bengals last week, I think they're going to want to run the ball too. Um, they don't have any faith in any of their quarterbacks. We might see Sam Darnold out there here in a couple weeks. So, uh, for me, I think both teams are going to you know, lean on the ground, and that's going to be a lower-scoring game, so give me the under. All right, let's move to Sunday. This game in Munich, Germany, I believe. Seattle and Tampa Bay, so that early 9.30 a.m. Eastern start here. Open up Tampa Bay, minus 2.5. That has gone to 3, total at 44.5. So best bet coming up for me in this one. Uh, going to get my Sunday started out early, but Noto, let's go to you here. 
Seattle been the story of the league, continues to get it done. Tampa Bay, some signs of life. I mean, it was looking ugly for 59 minutes. They put it together. I don't know what the Rams were doing defensively on that last drive, allowing all them passes right down the field, but uh, Brady and company get it done at the end of that game. So is that a sign? You know, are, are they turning things around? Was that just a blip in the radar here? Do we believe enough in Seattle to continue to roll here? Interesting game, Seattle, Tampa Bay. What do you got, Noto? Yeah, this is pretty wild. If the Buccaneers lose and the Panthers win, uh, they're only a game out of the division lead, the Panthers. Um, Crazy. <laughs> So, look, I've been betting on the Buccaneers all season. I've been betting against the Seattle Seahawks all season, and uh, neither of those have been working. So I'm just going to flip it. I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, I'm just not that uh, convinced by the Buccaneers win. I mean, the Rams could have easily ran out the clock. They should have been able to stop them. They didn't have any timeouts and uh, let Tom Brady go down the entire field and score that touchdown. So, for me, uh, I'll go Seattle, but I'm not locking it in because these two teams are the ones that I've gotten wrong more often than any others. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the well uh, on Tom Brady. Had him last week at a two and a half. Uh, this week, the official line here, it's three at Bet MGM and our pick them. It is two and a half. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay again. You know, and everything points to Seattle as well as they are playing. You know, they're getting it done on both sides of the ball. I'm not buying into the one drive being the reason, but I do think we're going to start to see this Tampa Bay team playing a little bit better here, uh, leaning less on Leonard Fournette, working Rashad White in a little bit more. We're seeing 60% of the bets on Seattle, yet the line's going the other direction. So a lot of signs pointing me to Tampa Bay. So I'm going to try it again, Chop. I'm going to go back-to-back weeks here. Give me Tampa Bay, my first best bet. What do you got here in Germany? Seattle, Tampa Bay. I'm with you. I'm locking in Tampa Bay as the best bet as long as it's a field goal or less. I think that they're going to, yeah, they're not. I think at some point we see them kind of run away with this division. That means a hot, a winning streak's in order. And I think it probably maybe started last week and now it rolls through here. So I'm I'm locking in Tampa Bay. All right. Two best bets on the Tampa Bay Bucks here. Let's move to the main slate Sunday Jacksonville, Kansas City up first here. A big nine-and-a-half-point spread that has stayed steady since open in favor of the Chiefs, total at 50-and-a-half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Jacksonville, kind of an ugly game uh, with the Raiders last week. Uh, They get it done. The Chiefs, uh, shocking, close game uh, with the Tennessee Titans. They were about 14-point favorites uh, when that game closed up shop. So, obviously, uh, expecting a blowout here. I have a best bet coming up on this one as well, Chop. Can the Jags do enough? Uh, Travis Etienne's been fantastic. You worry about Trevor Lawrence here, big spread. Can they cover it, or the Chiefs get on track and roll here at home? Yeah, it just should be a really good game. I don't really have a, an opinion one way or another. I think uh, once the Chiefs start to incorporate some of their, their new weapons, that I, I think they're going to be really tough. And we'll talk about another team later here that they're battling for that number one seed that this could be an opportunity for Kansas city to really sneak in there and, and get back to the top of the AFC. So I don't, ha- I don't really have a lean. That's a lot of points, man, for a pretty good Jaguars team. That's been pretty competitive this year. So I'm kind of staying away from this game. I am going with Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars here. It's a lot of points. I mean, Kansas city. Yes. They're, they're playing well, but they find themselves in a lot of close games, you know? So I, like I said, Chop, Jacksonville's competitive. Do they go in and win? I'm not going to rule that out either. I mean, we just need Trevor Lawrence. 
to not be terrible. ETN is a guy that they have clearly established as the guys look phenomenal here defensively. I can, I think they do enough to, to hold this chiefs team down to keep it within nine and a half, 10 points. So locking in my second best bet here, Derek, I'm, I'm rolling with your Jags and the points. I know you're a pessimist. So I'm sure there's a Kansas city back coming up here, but uh, thoughts on this game, Jags chiefs. No, my lean's actually with the Jaguars as well. I liked what I saw out of them last week. And I uh, was just looking at some point differential stuff. I know a lot of this can be, you know, inflated by one or two outliers, but Jaguars plus 21 on the season in terms of their point differential. They're three and six. They have a better point differential than the Jets, than the Giants, than the Seahawks, and all those teams, you know, well above 500. So uh, I believe in Lawrence. I think they're going to be within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. It's just, you know, whether he makes that big mistake that ends up costing them to cover or not. Yep, that's the worry. Could Trevor Lawrence just not turn the ball over? Just just stay within yourself. Give it to ETN. Let the defense do their thing. All right, Jacksonville, let's go. All right, next game, Giants and Texans. Now, this one, guys, some confusing line movement here. As good as the Giants have been, 6-2, and two, as bad as the Texans have been, it opened at 6.5. We're down to 4.5 uh, in favor of the Giants in some spots. We're sitting at 5 here. At BetMGM, total down there in the, in the low 40s is expected, 41, Derek. So somewhat confusing here. You know, the, the Giants, again, they, they've been solid, uh, should be fresh here. It should be a smash spot for Saquon Barkley against uh, the league's worst rush defense, yet the line's going the other direction. So I'm stepping away from this one, Derek. Any strong thoughts here, Texans, Giants? Kind of the same thoughts as the Thursday game. I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. Um, they don't trust their quarterbacks. You mentioned the rush defense. For the uh, the Texans being bad and the Giants isn't much better. They're bottom 10 as well. Uh, Damian Pierce is going to get 25 touches. Saquon's going to get 25 touches. I think it's going to be a slower game. So uh, I'll take the under. But, uh, yeah, I haven't locked in anything yet. So uh, I need to start finding some picks. Yeah, I'm still, uh, still blank on my sheet here. A lot, lot of bullets to shoot here. So. I uh, got a lot of best bets coming up from Mr. Notorious Chop. Same question. Is this line movement uh, confusing to you? Does it make sense? Does it make you want to go with the Texans? Do we see an underplay here like Notorious? What do you got, Texans, Giants? Yeah, it really doesn't make much sense, but uh, it makes me not want to have much of an opinion on this game. I, my lean would probably be to follow, follow the money and take Houston here. I, I mean – why else would uh, there's something going on there? So I don't have a lean on it. So I'd follow the money and lean towards Houston there. It's, it's, that's a bizarre drop in spread right there. Yeah, especially with the betting. I mean, it's showing about split. Money is slightly in favor of Houston. So it's not like it's a 90% uh, money situation. So just something to keep an eye on here. Maybe it's the return of Kenny Galladay. And he just makes the Giants that much worse <laughs> that. Uh, they're going to reverse the line uh, two points. So is, is Cooks playing this week? Uh, I believe he's going to be back, but I have not heard anything. Chop, uh, any word on that? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, we'll we'll see here. I mean, even if he is, is Brandon Cooks a, a two point line mover? I I don't I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, maybe that money that betting uh, starts to. Uh, to shift, just another thing you could see here at scores and odds. So uh, an interesting uh, one there. All right, Saints, Steelers up next. Uh, this one we have Saints opened up at three, down to two and a half here at BetMGM, 40 and a half on the total chop. So Saints, 
you know, they look good. Then they come home in, in Baltimore without Mark Andrews, without Rashad Bateman, without their, half their running back room. Just goes in and dominates this team. So now they go on the road. Pittsburgh off a bye. We'll see what they look like here. It's been a rough schedule uh, for the Steelers, but a team that, that's risen up at times. You know, they, they beat Tampa at home earlier. So it feels a little bit trappy to me. I'm I'm staying away from it, Chop. But what are you doing here in New Orleans and Pittsburgh? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I would say uh, my initial thoughts are to take the Steelers here just because I think uh, that little bit of extra time for Kenny Pickett, get him get him uh, feeling a little bit better. They you know, traded Chase Claypool. I actually don't think that's a downgrade for them. I think that might help that offense in general. We don't know what was going on behind the scenes with him. He seemed like maybe he was a bad, a bad seed anyway, so – uh, I remember, you know, remember last year, the whole first down thing, the celebration when the time was winding down. I just don't, some guys like that just aren't winners, man. They're just, they might be good players, but they're just not winners. So maybe this helps them. Maybe, it, you know, lightens that burden a little bit. So I would lean towards the Steelers, but, uh, you know, I can't pick against the Saints here. They they actually still think that they're in playoff contention and that they're going to do good things. And, and they got to get Jameis back in that lineup, man. And enough with the Dalton thing. Get Jameis back in there, and maybe you do have a shot at running the table. Who knows? It's a really weak NFC after the first couple teams out there. So uh, I can't pick for sure, but I would lean towards the Steelers. I was kind of surprised we didn't see Jameis. I, I don't I don't know what's – like, Andy Dalton looked terrible. I, I know he's been serviceable. He had a decent game in, in Arizona despite all the interceptions. But at some point in that game, like, you either go to Taysom Hill full-time, you go to Jameis, you mix something up. They just – continue to be stubborn about Andy Dalton being the quarterback. I don't get it. So I, I would be with you chop. I'm likely leaning the Steelers here, but tough to trust that team either. And I agree. Claypool being gone is just going to be good things uh, for Pickens uh, and Deontay Johnson, Friermuth. They still have plenty of weapons there uh, in that offense, but Pickens should really start to explode here. Some easier matchups, something to keep an eye on in DFS uh, as he'll be cheap. Nobody really trusting this offense. So Derek, Again, kind of feels a, a trap on both sides. You know, do you really <laughs> want to put your money on the Saints right now? Do you really want to put your money on Kenny Pickett right now? Maybe this is an underplay. Uh, what are you doing here, Steelers Saints? Yeah, I'd like to see who's starting a quarterback. If it's Dalton, I don't feel as good about the Saints. If it's uh, Winston, I still don't feel that good about the Saints. <laughs> I mean, give me Taysom. Why not? Um, he'll at least, you know, just run the ball a bunch of times, keep the game close. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, maybe the – Maybe the Saints have uh, realized how to how to capture those uh, catchable air yards, and so they're seeing Winston. None of his air yards are catchable, so that's why he's uh, sitting the bench. I don't know, but I lean the Saints as well, and uh, I'll go ahead and lock them in, even though we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. All right, Saints. That's the best bet. Yeah, gotta gotta fire him somewhere. Gotta get it. Gotta get it moving. All right, Saints on the board for notorious best bet number one. All right, next game: Chicago and Detroit here, NFC North battle. Open Chicago minus two and a half. We are to three at BetMGM. Total at 48 and a half. So, guys, I was at this Detroit-Green Bay game, and, and I came on here and said I felt Detroit was going to win, so it's not that, but what an awful game. I mean, it was just terrible. Aaron Rodgers looks looks lost, looks confused. He made that Detroit defense uh, look like uh, the 85 Bears out there. Just, just a nasty game. So, now the Lions feeling good about themselves, go on the road. Take on Chicago, who that was probably the game of the week there. Justin Fields 
Uh, and the Bears against the Dolphins, uh, just a fantastic game. Fields rushing uh, for a league record yardage, like right around 180 yards. So, no, no, I got a best bet coming up here. This NFC North battle, these two teams kind of fighting. NFC, like we said, pretty much anyone is, is alive still uh, for that kind of three through six. So what are we doing here? Lions, Bears. Give me all the Bears in this one. Um, they're finally letting Justin Fields loose. Ran for, I think, 166 yards last week. It was a quarterback record in a regular season game. And uh, just quickly check Chicago's weather. It's going to be, you know, high 30s. So you get a dome team outdoors in the cold. Uh, yeah, I love the spot. Uh, just keep it on the ground with Fields, and uh, I think they're going to be uh, in a good spot. Smashing the Bears here as well. Now, I hate being on the public side. I mean, the public's all over this one. Uh, early betting is all over Chicago. The bets, the money, both right around 90%, but I think they got this one right. You, you mentioned a lot of the reasons. Let's get Jared Goff outside in the cold. To me, one of their best weapons is DeAndre Swift. They don't want to use him, whether he's not healthy. They're being stubborn about Jamal Williams. You know, Monroe St. Brown's going to get his targets here, but the Bears playing with confidence, hung in with a much better Miami team. I don't see Detroit slowing down Justin Fields like they did Aaron Rodgers. This offense looks a lot better, even defensively. Both these defenses are terrible, but give me Chicago at home here. I'm with you. Two for two on the Bears. Chop, you with us? You going with the Lions? You staying away from this one? Let's lock in three of three here on the Bears. Like I, I just simple, simple formula to me. I, I watched them a couple, a few weeks ago against the Cowboys because I like to sit down and watch my Cowboys play, and they could not stop Justin Fields. And I was like, oh my god, this guy is a freaking weapon. They're finally using him the right way, and they've continued to use him since then the right way. And so I don't think they pull back on it this week until. Until teams get a chance to sit back and uh, maybe the offseason, they get back, sit back and get a chance to game plan for him, specifically what they're doing. He'll continue to be, you know, used like this and he'll be effective. So there's no stopping this guy when you when you're using him like this right now. So lock me in the Bears. The Lions feel a little overvalued, too. Just just coming off last week, they beat Green Bay at Green Bay is just as bad as Detroit. So. Chicago across the board as a best bet for the three of us next game. This one should be a good one. I got another best bet coming up here. Cleveland and Miami up next. Cleveland three and five. Miami six and three. We have a spread at three and a half right now. That is down from the four and a half at open in favor of Miami. Total at 48 and a half. So chop these two kind of middling team. Miami is in contention to win the division. I mean, who would have thought the AFC East would be what we're talking about with the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills. Cleveland really needs to get some wins. They, they probably can't afford too many more losses, trying to wait for Deshaun Watson here. So what do you got here? Miami on roll, Cleveland desperate for a win. Miami minus three and a half. Yeah, because of what you just said, I, I'm completely neutral on this game. I don't have a... The Browns really need to try to maintain what their just status quo until Deshaun gets back. So I, I think they try to, you know, and, and the Dolphins have shown a little bit of weakness towards really good running attacks. So maybe that's a way you can get them. But I'm certainly not betting on the Browns, but I'm not going to bet on the Dolphins this week either, more than a field goal. So I'm, I'm pretty much completely neutral on this thing. All right, I'm going to lock in the Cleveland Browns here as my next best bet. Uh, I, you know, you look at this line, I think most people are going to go towards Miami. 60% of the bets going in on Miami. 
75% of the money going in on Cleveland. I just think this is going to be a close game. I think Cleveland can go in there and win. And the reason why, you just mentioned it, Chop. They're going to be able to run the ball. That's what they want to do here. Just minimize what Jacoby Brissett needs to do. But between Chubb, Hunt, I think they'll be able to get that done. Can they slow down this Miami passing attack? That's the concern. But I think we get a very close game here. Noto, I'm locking in the Browns with the hook here. Give me Cleveland plus three and a half. What do you got here? Browns, Dolphins. Uh, I'm going on the opposite side. I like the Dolphins here. For me, I was just looking at some of their numbers. Uh, they're seventh in rush defense DVOA, and they're fourth in defensive adjusted line yards. And that's really how it, how Cleveland's going to want to attack this game is on the ground. So if they can stop Nick Chubb just a little bit, I do think their passing attack, uh, that of the Dolphins, is going to be you know enough to cover the spread. But um, not locking it in. And did you guys see uh, Mike McDaniel's uh, presser after when they were asking him about what he said to Justin Fields? I did not catch it. He, uh, he said, yeah, I told him to stop scrambling. It was a little irritating because he didn't listen. <laughs> it doesn't take coaching very well. And nobody nobody laughed. I mean, he's got such an interesting delivery that everybody thought he was serious. He is a trip, man. Some of his press conference, he is different. That's a different cat for sure. I mean, obviously, a very bright mind knows the game, but uh, he's different uh, for sure. So. Uh, interesting. All right, you're going Miami, not a best bet. Uh, best bet for Cleveland for me. Next game, Minnesota and Buffalo here. Big news, obviously, we wait on the status of Josh Allen listed day-to-day uh, with that elbow injury if he's unable to go. Uh, it would be Case Keenum. Now, the spread, guys, kind of indicates we likely don't see Josh Allen. This thing opened up Buffalo at minus 8.5. We're all the way down to 3.5 here. Uh, at BetMGM, four at most books, 44 on the total, Derek. So likely without Josh Allen here, Minnesota on a roll. You know, I, I had Washington a plus three last week. It kind of got a push out of that one. But Vikings sitting at seven and one. No one's really talking about the Vikings as one of the better teams in the NFC. Are we buying here? Do we want to mess around with Case Keenum here? What are we doing here? Assuming Josh Allen is out with the line movement. What do you got, Vikings and Bills? Yeah, I don't think you can put your money on this game until we know about Allen, because if he's out, it'll probably be a field goal. And if he's in, it'll, you know, jump up to be a touchdown or better. So unless you have a lot of confidence in Keenum, uh, I would probably stay away from this until we know. But man, just looking at the Vikings, how lucky have they been this season? They've won their last six games by one score. Last week, they should have lost. They should have lost a bunch of games, but they just continue to win these close games. Eventually, it's got to come to an end, I would think. So uh, it's a stay away for now, but... I would lean towards Buffalo. Got the old uh, Keenum and Stefan Diggs revenge game here uh, against their former team. So, chop the line movement states Josh Allen likely not going to play. I mean, the books are really sticking their neck out here. If he does play and, and you think he's going to play, grabbing this at three and a half makes a lot of sense. My gut says he doesn't play. Uh, what are you doing here? A lot tough to really make a play early in the week on this one, Vikings Bills. Yeah, I tell you what, if I'm a Bills fan right now, and I've been there before with some of my teams and some of my players that I like, like uh, you're on pins and needles and you're refreshing Twitter every, you know, 15 seconds. Please don't let it, please don't, I don't want to see the word surgery in the Josh Allen search. You know, don't, don't, please don't let it say surgery because they have to have him. And like, they're the cream of the crop if he's healthy. And if he's not, then it's a wasted season. So my gut is I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice here and say that uh, he's not gonna play this week. I, this could be a bad injury. I don't know how it's gonna play out, but I'm gonna roll the dice and lock in the Vikings and 
the thought being that if it is Case Keenum, this is not even this is not even close to a good uh, the same kind of team with Case Keenum as Josh Allen makes that offense run. He makes it. He makes it, man. He is the he is the key cog there. I don't care what else you got there. He is the key guy. Case Keenum is not anything like that. He Josh Allen is covering up all those defensive injuries on the Bills. Their whole you know there's both safeties have been out for a lot of the year and and uh, some of the defensive linemen have been out like he's covering up all that stuff and if Case Keenum is there he won't be able to cover up any of that and uh I, I would put my like if you tell me right now Case Keenum is starting I definitely want the Vikings if you tell me Josh Allen is starting yeah I'm taking I'm taking the Bills up to like seven seven you know seven and a half eight I don't care but so I think it's going to be Keenum and I don't think this team is going to be nearly as good. So I'm going to lock in the Vikings as just a just a guess that, that Keenum has to start here. With, with, a, with an asterisk shot, we, we, you could you could change that if you don't like the way things are trending here. We, we got you down from Minnesota, though. Uh, great points there. I agree. You know, Josh Allen's that engine without him. Who are you counting on? You know, you're going to run the ball with Devin Singletary 50 times. So uh, tough draw there if it is Case Keenum. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, next game. Last game in the early window, we got Denver coming off a bye against the Tennessee Titans here. Titans sitting at five and three. Denver at three and five opened up. Tennessee minus one and a half. That's gone to two and a half. Total in this one at 38. So one of the lowest totals we've seen uh, all season long here, Chop. So Denver, it's been ugly. Maybe the bye week helped them figure some things out. Tennessee, we know what they want to do. They want to run the ball. Yet to see if it's Tannehill, is it Malik Willis? But uh, Willis just does not look ready yet. Thank goodness they have Derrick Henry to lean on here, but kind of an ugly game. I'm likely staying away from this one. Chop, what do you got here, Broncos, Titans? Yeah, I think ultimately I'm staying away from it. Uh, but my lean is towards Denver coming off of a, a bye week and a, or a chance to get a little bit extra. I just the last thing, or uh, like the last thing they did was move Bradley Chubb. Though I don't get it, like. That that's what keeps me away from picking the Broncos. I, I, just, I didn't get that move at all. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna lean Denver. I don't really have a a big take on it. I, I think that if the Titans had gone out there and won that game against Kansas City this past weekend, I probably would take Denver because of the letdown spot. But but the Titans ended up blowing that game. So maybe they do bounce back here. I, I, I'm just gonna lean Denver, and maybe Russell starts to cook after he gets a little bit of time with his teammates here this past week dancing in the aisles doing doing the doing the high <laughs> knees that was beautiful <laughs> this guy man uh my lean here's the under noto but an under 38 to kind of tough you know a couple team you know derrick henry breaks a couple long ones you're not loving that so i'm just gonna stay away from this one uh, any stronger thoughts here denver and tennessee i'm gonna lock in the vikings because i can't put any more of my money on mr unlimited the guy just bugs the crap out of me, um, and he's just so bad. Anyway, Denver's defense, number one against the pass, and they kind of struggle against the run. So they're going to give the ball to Henry 30 times. And, yeah, they look good against the Chiefs. I mean, going into KC, giving them a battle. I know Willis hasn't looked great, but uh, he made some plays with his legs. So um, if they can run that read option a little bit more this week, uh, I think that could be good against the Broncos. Lock it in, Tennessee. Yep. All right, best bet, Tennessee for Notorious. Let's get to the afternoon window. Three games uh, in that 4 o'clock Eastern window. Let's start with the Colts 
Uh, and the Raiders here opened a Vegas minus three and a half that has gone all the way to Vegas minus six, total at 42 and a half. The Noto, the Colts continue to be a story here. They, they fire Frank Reich. Uh, they hire Jeff Saturday, uh, former offensive lineman uh, for them to be a head coach. This guy has zero coaching experience. In fact, the whole staff, they, they had to go and hire a guy just to call plays because nobody had done it before. They just fired their offensive coordinator. They make the move to Ellinger. I'm hearing a lot of India's tanking talk out there, and it's hard to dismiss that with some of the moves uh, that they have made here. We know their owner, uh, Ursay, kind of a, 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 a lunatic. So thoughts on that? Thoughts on Vegas being a six-point favorite over anybody right now? No, no, I don't know what to do with this game. I, I'm just going to leave it alone. Maybe you got bigger thoughts here. The tanking Colts, the bad Raiders. <laughs> what are you doing in this one? Yeah, two teams uh, I don't love, but, uh, man, it's all signs point to the Colts tanking. You mentioned bringing in Jeff Saturday, a guy calling their plays, Parks Frazier, a guy nobody's ever heard of. That's um, not a real person. Sam Ellinger, their quarterback. I mean, how are they going to put up any points? You just give the ball to Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. I think that'll be good enough. So I'll take the Raiders. It's probably the square side for sure, um, especially with all this line movement. But uh, I still think they run away with this one. Let's see what the what the betting is looking like here on this one. As of this recording, 63% of the bets on Vegas, 84% of the money here. So that explains the line movement uh, with good reason. Chop, are the Colts tanking? Can we possibly lay six with this awful Raiders team? What, what are you doing here, Colts Raiders? Um, I can't really. First of all, I was surprised to hear that the Colts do have a first round draft pick this year. I thought they burnt it on one taking one of those quarterbacks these last few years and and they kept giving away picks for quarterbacks. And so I think it is a case that they might be tanking like Jeff Saturday. I just like it's baffling the whole move. So uh they do actually and they traded away Deheim Hines and racked up some more draft picks. So maybe they maybe they're tanking and they're just gonna reset this button like next year, come back with some some draft picks and find a, find a real coach and figure something out. So at this point, I think the Raiders are still thinking they're in contention to get into the playoffs. I'm sure they haven't like blown off the whole season yet. So I think they, they got something to play for. Meanwhile, the Colts are sitting out there. We don't know what their status is really. And uh, we don't know the status of Jonathan Taylor, their quarterbacks, whoever they have to turn to is, is putrid right now. Offensive line, not good. How many, how many best bets do I have left here? Because this might be. I have time. you down for three. So you have two available, according to my records. Two available. Uh oh. Is he going to do it? Yeah, I'm like, going to do it. I'm like me and the Raiders. Like me and the Raiders best bet. Both of you? Yeah. All right. I mean, I what's, what's Saturday going to do? He hasn't even been with the team. <laughs> That's what, just going to go in there and be like, hey, guys. That's what I'm saying. Now, like, the only thing I can think of, okay. Okay, he's really going to whip this offensive line into shape real quick. They do have talent there. Maybe that's the maybe that's the mo of this move. But I just otherwise I just don't see it, man. I just don't. Well, there's not, this guy hasn't coached anything but high school his whole life. It's crazy. And that record's bad. He's like twenty four <laughs> yeah. and twenty two or something. Like I mean, this guy was literally at ESPN with absolutely zero college or professional coaching experience. He was at ESPN last week doing first take with Stephen A. And now he's a head coach. <laughs> it's bizarre. 
I, I got to imagine the first call is a Peyton Manning, and, and he probably laughed Ursay right off the phone. I mean, you well, think that's he, a possibility? It's got to be. Maybe Peyton recommended Jeff Saturday. Oh, I'm not going to do it, but I'll tell you what, the, the smartest football guy I ever played with was Jeff Saturday. Peyton was probably like, hell no. I'm not. I mean, it started with, when you bench your quarterback, you just brought, we're benching him for the rest of the season. Like, I never even heard of that before. Like, you just – and he still got Nick Foles there. Reich what was this highly you know acclaimed coach. He's now on the sideline. I mean, it's just just weird. I can't blame you guys for going to Vegas, but I will not fall into the peer pressure here. I, I just can't back the Raiders, even in this spot. You guys are probably right. It's probably the move. I, I can't trust this Raiders team to do anything right now. So I'm just going to stay away from this. Let's move to Cardinals. Rams up next. Uh, we just did get note here as we were recording Matthew Stafford in the concussion protocol here. So we will have to keep an eye on that. We have seen a little bit of line movement here. Rams minus three was the open. That's down to Rams at minus one. Kind of numbers all over the board right now. A uh, total sitting at 41 and a half here. 42 make that at BetMGM. So Chop, we'll stay with you. Uh, again, questions. It's hard to say anything. If it's not Matthew Stafford, probably pretty ugly it's been ugly uh, as is for the rams here not much better on the Cardinals side of things so uh, what are we doing here with this uh, stafford situation cardinals rams uh it's hard pass on this whole game for me there's two uh teams just in total disarray right now uh, without stafford or we're not knowing the status of stafford after every they got you talk about a serious super bowl hangover hard pass on the rams and, and the cardinals are just like Talking about a coach that really deserves to be fired, not Frank Reich, but Cliff Kingsbury has got to be on the hot seat. So yeah. completely, completely dismissing this game. I have no idea, and I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm trying to look up who the backup quarterback is even for. John Wolford is next man up here for the rant. So we've seen this movie before, Notorious. If it's John Wolford, we probably get Arizona as small favorites in this one, maybe a pick em. So. Can you trust either of these teams to get things going? Because I'm a chop. They've both been terrible. I don't see any signs of anything getting better for either of these teams. Stay away from me here. What do you got here, Cardinals, Rams? Yeah, uh, the word abstain comes to mind for me as well. Um, and I have a bone to pick with Robbie Anderson. I mean, he's out oh there pitter-pattering <laughs> pitter his feet and gets a false start on a DeAndre Hopkins touchdown there in the end of the game. So that cost me a lot of money. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm staying away from this one. Guy is so bad. I, I don't know. What, I mean, that guy showed some potential. It, it's mostly with his Jets uh, era, but it's another uh, terrible move here. And I'm with Chop. Kingsbury's got to be on the on the block here. I mean, this is a very talented team that is not living up to even close to, to the expectations. So just a mess. Stay away. Let's get to the last window here, last game in the window. This should be fun. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that chop. Uh, get some gloating in here. Cowboys and Packers up next. Dallas uh, finally they got it right. Like I keep asking the question, why is Green Bay favored over anybody? This one they finally figured it out. Opened up at Dallas two and a half. That's been bet all the way up to minus five in favor of the Cowboys. Total at forty three. So Derek, we'll stay with you. Green Bay a mess, and now you lose Romeo Dobbs. Aaron Jones was hurt. We'll see if he's able to go here, but you can only score nine against the Lions. Now you got to go against this Dallas defense. I'm not putting any best bets here on this one, but I'm certainly uh, thinking Dallas is going to control this game pretty easily. Zeke, 
uh, expected to be back. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. We'll ask Chop about that. But uh, Dallas should handle this one uh, pretty handily. No, no. Are you buying back into this Green Bay team? Can you find a spark here? Or is this an easy Dallas win? It feels like it should be an easy Dallas win for sure. But uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to our Cowboys expert. Uh, Mylene is Dallas, though. Mylene is also Dallas. I'm not locking anything in here, Chop. Are you worried that you know maybe Aaron Rodgers does, does find it here? Maybe they find something. But this Dallas defense has been legit. You can run all over this Green Bay team. Just screams a, a 20 to 6 type win for Dallas here. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I hate to take a. I would consider this a pretty heavy spread here for a road favorite. I, it's a lot. And I hate to lay that. But my goodness, we keep. I, I keep on saying, well, okay, he's Aaron Rodgers and now he's going to turn this thing around. Okay, now they're, you know, they're 500. Okay, he's going to turn it around again. And now they're under 500. He's going to turn around, but it's just not happening. And then last week against Detroit, I can't even explain how bad that was. I can. <laughs> I mean, well, how, well, then what happened? How does it happen like that? It's a, it's just a lack of a lot of things. I mean, the, the offensive line, you're dealing with a lot of injuries yeah. there, so he's not yeah. getting the protection. He's not playing with the swagger that he normally does, and I don't know if it's affecting – the weapons that he has, he doesn't believe in them. Does he not want to be there? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the vibe I'm getting from him exactly. right now. They can't run the ball. So the only game they ran the ball is when they were down against Buffalo playing in a, a shell defense. So, so just how, a lot of questions. Exactly. How can we expect that turnaround to happen? It's not, it, it's not, it's not going to happen. So then I got to lay these five points with Dallas because, like you said, Green Bay has a real weakness on defense. It's against the run. The Cowboys can exploit that. The Cowboys are coming off a bye week. They should be as fresh as they've been since week one. There's a lot of things. With all that being said, it'll probably be Green Bay coming in and laying down the wood here. But, <laughs> but yeah, I got to lock in the Cowboys because everything points towards that. So, you know, I just – I can't – Aaron Rodgers just looks like nothing like he used to. So, I just – I can't mess with him. I got to go Dallas here, best bet. I keep waiting for the report. Aaron Rodgers just walks away. Like he's done. <laughs> that that's what it that's what it looks like. Like he could care less. He's yeah. pissed off at everybody. This is the guy throwing interceptions twice on the goal line, but he's mad at everybody else. Like at some point you got to have some ownership of this thing. You're the you're the leader of this team yet you're pointing a finger at everybody else. It can't possibly be you. It's everybody else's fault. And then you add in Rashawn Gary, maybe their best defensive player, done for the year. They lose Stokes, their starting cornerback. I mean, it, it's just falling apart. So I, I hear you, Chop. Five for a road team. You're in Lambeau. It just doesn't seem right. But five may not be high enough, to be honest with you. I, again, maybe the unders to play. Maybe Dallas just grinds this thing out. That's probably the way that I would go on this one. But I can't I can't fault anyone for laying the, the five here with the Cowboys. All right, let's move on. My blood pressure is getting up there. We don't need any of that. Sunday night football, Chargers and the Chiefs up next. We have the Chiefs as home favorites here at minus seven. Total sitting at 45 and a half chops. So Chargers survive uh, that game in Atlanta. Kind of ugly. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. We likely get the same scenario here once again. Chiefs and Mahomes throws the ball about a thousand times. Just, just an ugly game against the Titans. Uh, but they do come back uh, and get it done here. So field goal or seven point uh, touchdown spread here. Chop divisional opponents uh, familiar with each other. Do the Chargers have enough offensively to keep up in this one? 
Now, are we talking about the Chargers 49ers? 49ers. Why am I saying that? I got the Chiefs in there. 49ers. Yes. I don't know how I got to see that. The Green Bay talk got me yeah, all kind of out of whack here. You got you rattled, man. Rogers yes, got Chargers rattled. and Chiefs. You are you are correct here. The spread, the total, all the same. 745 and a half. Uh, Niners coming off a bye. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, just, just ignore that Chiefs talk. Niners and Chargers. Same concerns, though. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Can they compete with this Niners defense? Now, the Chargers are not in the same boat as the Packers completely, but they give off the same vibes like, what's going on here? Why can't why can't Justin Herbert do, you know, why does he look so lazadaisical out there? But he just has no weapons either, you know, when these two guys are out. So he's kind of been that thing. 49ers to me, watching McCaffrey, the first drive he was in there after the trade, I was like, whoa. Okay, this thing shifted from Philly NFC winner to this is the team that's probably going to give them the toughest challenge, if not be the favorite right now, is the 49. McCaffrey fits this thing perfect. And they have, we haven't even seen a healthy and uh, full McCaffrey with a full playbook combined with a healthy Debo yet. And Kittle's starting to look a lot better here. Man, they that's one way you can offset Jimmy Garoppolo right there is having those three guys in there. So. I'm a, I'm a big believer in the 49ers' futures right now. Uh, and because of the injuries to the Chargers, I would say the 49ers. I don't think I have a best bet, and that's okay. I would, I'd say I lean 49ers in, but, yeah, I like the 49ers here. I'm locking in the 49ers here, even though I thought it was the Chiefs initially. I, I do like them in a spot. I agree with a lot of things uh, that you said. McCaffrey in this offense, it's like if you could draw up, let, let's send him to one team that's going to be creative enough to use him to his full potential – this is the spot. Now, it's probably going to hurt Debo Samuel, some of the stuff that he does. But when he's back in that lineup, now you got two of these gadget-type guys. Ayuk starting to show signs of life. Kittle, you mentioned it's a great way to, to kind of hide Jimmy Garoppolo. And the defense only going to start getting healthier. So those futures have really moved. I've been keeping an eye on the Niners. It was 17-1 to win the Super Bowl about a week ago. That's down to 10-1 to at DraftKings. So, I mean, this is certainly a team that has all the makings of a Super Bowl champion. Now, this week, I think they overmatched this Chargers team. I mean, this team without Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, just not the same. I think to be able to neutralize Austin Eckler, is Josh Palmer going to go out there and have a big game against this team? I doubt it. Noto, I love the Niners in this spot, so that is my fifth best bet uh, with the Niners here, minus seven. What do you got, Chargers, Niners? Yeah, you guys make some great points. Everything I was going to bring up, I will lock them in as well. And, I mean, the Chargers, they got away with a win last week, but they tried to do the Chargers thing and shoot themselves in the foot. They were trying to driving down the field to kick the game winner. Eckler fumbles. Falcons recover, uh, start running it back, and then slips out of the guy's hand. I don't know how that even happened, but uh, they got lucky to win that game. All the Niners have to do is throw the kitchen sink at Austin Eckler, and, uh, yeah, they should uh, they should run away with this one. All right, Monday night football, Washington and the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles opened at Philly minus 10 and a half. That's gone to 11 here at BetMGM, total at 44 in this one, Noto. So a two divisional opponents know each other well. Again, Washington that hung in that game against Minnesota came up short, but now you got to go on the road, face this juggernaut Philly team. Uh, it's about 10 days uh, since Philly played. They were that Thursday night game. Uh, in Houston so should be well rested here in fact that'll be 11 days uh, with the Monday night game so a well-rested Philly team a questionable Washington team is 11 enough too many what are you doing here Monday night football 
Oh, man, I hate to keep taking favorites, but uh, I got to lean towards Philly in this one. They've already won four games by double digits. Kind of get the feeling Washington's going to, you know, battle and be in it in the fourth quarter, and then, uh, you know, we're going to get an interception or, or something big there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Philly's – the first half numbers for them have just been outrageous. No teams have been able to keep up with them. Uh, potentially brings in a backdoor cover if, uh, you know, they let their foot off the gas again. But I just don't see this game being very competitive. All right, Chop, by my count, you got one best bet left. I know you've been all over Philly. Are you going that route here for your final best bet? Philly, minus 11 Monday Night Football. What do you got? I got one left. I thought I was done, man. Uh, maybe I missed something. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to circle back here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going uh, to. You want me to rattle yours off? I want to I wanna make sure we got, I got Tampa Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, and Vegas. And the Cowboys. Throw the Cowboys in there. Dallas. For okay. There we go. Yeah, for this game right here, Commanders Eagles. I mean, if Washington was going to like, if they were going to, if they were going to be able to do something, like uh, show some signs of uh, of really competing, last week was the perfect game for them to win against Minnesota. You're at home. You're up like ten points in the fourth quarter. Uh, I actually had them plus three. So I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. Or something, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, they I had them plus three. Yeah, I had them at three. And I forget how much they were. They were about double digits in the fourth quarter, whatever it was. That was the game you got to finish off. So by them letting Minnesota get back in there and win that game and, and push the spread, showed me that they're not ready to do – they're not ready to take that step. Philly had kind of a scare against Houston on the road. I don't think – I think that kind of, you know, smacks them around a little bit and tells them, all right, we got to come out stronger – right away i just don't see how washington hangs in this game to me i don't know maybe pure rivalry hangs them in this game for a while but philly's too good on offense they're too good on defense i don't see how washington hangs in this game so i lean towards philly here i agree completely uh but i'll go back to the point notorious made is second half philly is not that we're going to step on your throat team they're not buffalo we're going to continue to keep rolling it up keep scoring we've seen a lot of great first halves, a lot of bad and quiet second half. So maybe if they build the lead and then let Washington back into things, which I don't want to bet on Washington hoping for a backdoor cover. I don't want to bet on Philly uh, with that worry as well. So uh, that's why this one uh, stay away from me. Lean Philly, they're obviously the much better team here, but uh, too many concerns with some of those second halves and that backdoor cover. So uh, we'll leave this one alone. All right. That'll do it for week 10. Again, recap, chop we just gave yours, but we'll do them again. Tampa Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, Vegas, and Dallas as your five best bets this week. Noto, I got you for New Orleans, Chicago, Tennessee, Las Vegas, and San Francisco. And my five are Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Chicago, Cleveland, and San Francisco. So 15 best bets here. Records records been pretty solid here. So hopefully we keep the keep things rolling here uh with the best bets for week 10. All right, guys, final thoughts for the people. Noto, what do you got? Oh, I cannot have the Saints as a best bet. I just can't do it. I gotta go back. So <laughs> I apologize. Um let's go ahead and uh let's go with the Eagles. All right, New Orleans out, Philly in. So Chicago, Tennessee, Vegas, San Francisco, Philly. Or notorious no New Orleans. All right, now final thoughts. All right, uh, yeah, just thanks for tuning in. It's hard to believe it's week ten already, but uh, we're here. So uh, enjoy football while you can. I'm excited for the holidays. 
and all that fun stuff. Is it uh, snowing down there, Beer? Not yet. We got a couple more days of this crazy 60, 70 degree weather. And then this weekend, uh, it's coming. 20s and 30s. So I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy me a few more days here of this nice Midwest weather. Chop pulling up some NCAA futures here on, on scores and odds. So is that part of the final thoughts here? That's you part, of my, final, ready or what do you part got of my here? final thoughts. I just want to – it's uh, November the 9th. And uh, we're one game in one one game into the NCAA season. I just want to I just want to be able to reflect on this later on down the road and and, and tell you guys I, I gave you I gave you the winners, man. This team right here at ten to one on BetMGM. They're they are a monster this year. I just saw the first game. It was exactly what I expected. If they stay healthy. Houston's going to win the because the Final Four is in Houston this year in NRG Stadium, so it's like a hometown advantage already. Like, watch out, man! I'm got my Houston futures in already. There you go, ten. And that looks like some of the best odds again. Some of the great stuff you find at Scores and Odds, uh, just the ability to compare all this stuff and get yourself the best price. And it's not just football; all of the sports, all of the stats, all of the premium picks. So make sure. Uh, you check that out uh, today. Thank you to our friends over at BetMGM. Again, promo code GRINDERS for that risk-free bet up to $1,000. And hell, maybe use it on Houston to win the national championship. Thank you, to everybody, for tuning in here once again. Make sure you hit that thumbs-up button. Leave us a five-star review at your favorite podcast apps, and we appreciate you for listening. For Chop, for Notorious, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Best of luck here in Week 10, and we'll see you next week. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code GRINDERS and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi and Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.